0: I'm having a real hard time trying to figure out if Blake Griffin had an underwhelming, overwhelming, or had the type of career we all expected. Let's talk about right now. Before we start, I have Blake Griffin's NBA comps to when he was entering the league and when he was in the league, and now that he's close to retiring, we can see if he met that requirement. They were comparing him to a faster and more agile, more athletic Charles Barkley and Karl Malone. I don't think he met the requirements of Carl Malone Carl Malone um, regardless if you like him or not was a 20 plus point score, 25 plus point score and an individual that can get you a bucket um, I'm not a big fan of Carl Malone but I, I, I know that he can get you a bucket at any time um, so those, that I want y'all to think about that as this episode goes on Blake Griffin came into the league 6'9", 250. Out of Oklahoma. Uh, we all remember him, or my generation remembers him in the NCAA tournament and just in college basketball period, taking the world by storm. Uh, something we hadn't really seen in this in that new era, um, like the, you know, before the 2010s era. So he comes into the league, drafted 2009-2010, does not play his rookie year. Now, let's take you back. Now, we all remember in 20... What year was that? 18? 2018? When Ben Simmons didn't play his first year in 2017, became a rookie 2018, won Rookie of the Year. And we, we remember how... Donovan Mitchell was upset he wasn't a real rookie. This is the same thing with Blake Griffin. Blake Griffin missed his first year, broke his kneecap in the preseason, and didn't play the 09 10 year. Came back and won Rookie of the Year 2010 2011. His first year in the league 22 and a half points per game, 12 rebounds, 3.5 or no, 3.8 assists while shooting 50% from the field. Blake Griffin had a run in the NBA. That is undeniably the truth. I think when we talk about players, I don't know if Blake Griffin can say that he changed the game. Um, but my whole thing is, depending on how great you are, like, let's define great. Or greatness in in, in basketball NBA terms did you change the game and or can you tell the story of the NBA without you if you can manage to tell the story of the NBA or a specific era without mentioning that player regardless of if, if it's good or bad when I say bad like I don't know never winning a championship with, the, with Chris Paul, something like that, but just getting there. Uh, if you could tell the story of basketball with them and you have to include them, then I feel like they're a Hall of Famer, then they're, you know, that, that defines their greatness. Like Kawhi. You can't tell the story of the NBA's history without saying Kawhi's name, one way or another. Rather, if it's where the Spurs thought they were issuing a new era um, taking him into this new uh, stage of the franchise's you know existence or him winning one title with the with the Raptors and leaving him probably one of the greatest one year uh, contracts or one year, just one year period with a, a franchise. So that's what I look at when it comes to, to defining greatness. Some of the lowlights from Blake Griffin, his free throw shooting and his shooting overall. Um, I always noticed this. It's not a big thing. I mean, it's not a. Uh, I, it's not like I found this. Uh, Blake Griffin did have a issue with his shot. It wasn't necessarily the form. It was more of the mechanics. He used to shoot on the way down and had a hitch in his shot to where on his release, on his free throws, you know, do his routine, bend his knees. And as he's coming up, the ball hesitates when he's going to release it at the highest point on his free throw. Same thing with his shot. That's why a lot of his shots were flat. Um... I wouldn't put... I didn't put down defense as a low light. I thought Blake was a decent defender. Um, Let's go look real quick. And as everyone knows, basketball reference is my best friend. We're going to go look at his career... Defensive rating. About a 107 for his career. Um... that's pretty good I, I can't even I can't even hold you to a 112 offensive rating yeah that's pretty good um so that's what I'm saying I wouldn't say he was a bad defender uh, what goes into a bad defender is not being able to move at the drop of a dime laterally or vertically or horizontally or whatever it is you want to say um, or diagonally that's that's a lot of the case in Blake Griffin's uh, time where he was having to pick up the weak side and rotate, stuff like that, most of the time. In Doc Rivers' offense and and, in their defense that was orchestrated by Ty Lue most of the time, where Blake was that low man having to rotate over on that baseline to cut off that baseline drive, him or DeAndre. So you have to have quick feet. And he had that. So I would say Blake Griffin was a positive defender. He wasn't the, the, the most lockdown defender at his position, but he, he can get it done. Highlights, speed, ap- uh, athletic ability. Uh, those were the two and strength. Those were the three uh, things that he came into league with what he developed or what he had a chance to shine with once he got more comfortable in the league. Was his playmaking and passing and ball handling ability. Blake Griffin is probably, probably has one of the best handles to come out at that power forward position all time. Uh, I can't think of the first best ball handling power forward. Yeah. I can't i mean i'm pretty sure there is somebody before him or somebody that did it better than him uh, that was drafted after him but blake griffin has one of the best uh handles at that power forward position for his career 19 points per game eight rebounds four assists with 42 30 uh, 49 32 69 splits decent that's what i'm saying decent not the, I mean when we talk about you know his points, to rebounds, and assists, that's pretty you know amazing. Nineteen and eight and four for a career is pretty de- is pretty great. But that forty nine thirty two sixty nine split is where um, he had that trouble. He was the first rookie since Yao Ming uh, to make an All Star game when Yao did it in oh two oh three. Keep out. Uh, keep a lookout for Yao Ming's episode. Don't know when that's happening at all he was the first rookie since Oton brand to average 20 points and 10 rebounds in his rookie year when Oton did it in 99 2000 people sleep on elton brand um doesn't really get the mo uh get the credit that he deserves now this is a take That I haven't been able to make. In any basketball room. Blake Griffin. And DeAndre Jordan. Are the most athletic. Power forward center combination. In the history of the NBA. They are the most athletic. Power forward center combination. In NBA history. To me. We're talking about like. Not necessarily twin towers, but just the power forward center combination. They're pretty they're up there. I would say they're in the top ten if I made a list. Other other names I could throw in there is of course Tim Duncan and David Robson, Kim Olajuan, Ralph Sampson. Um da 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 da. Kevin McHale, Robert Parrish. Um, I would have to look back. I can create this list. I should create this list. Um, Blake in the playoffs. Um, I think it was just... When you get into the playoffs, teams have a chance to really hone in on your weakness. And to pick up on your tendencies, and to figure out what you're good at. Um, They beat the the Memphis Grizzlies back in 2012 when they first made it to the playoffs. Um, But other than that, you got, they they lose to Memphis that next year. Uh, They play them again in the playoffs. They get that get back. Um, 2014 they lose to the Spurs and then I mean they beat the Spurs And 15 they lose to the Rockets like this is my thing when they beat that when they beat that Spurs team let me see if I can bring it up Blake Griffin was 24, 13, and 7 in that series when they won and seven. Almost almost 7.5 assists a game. Chris Paul just wasn't healthy. I think that's why they ended up losing uh, to the uh, Rockets in 7 as well, where Blake was 26. 27 12 and 5 so it's not like he's not contributing and it's not like he's not putting forth that effort they just i always thought that the clippers were like a small forward away If they could find and and you could tell that they were a small forward away because every time they would go and try to make a trade it was always for a small forward whether if it's or go and get a signing, where if it's Danny Granger later in his career, 14 15, if it's Josh Smith, 15 16, Lance Stevenson, even though he's not really a small forward. Um, 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 um who was the other Steven Jackson was just there to be a vet, but they They never had a good small forward, in my opinion, except for the first couple years that they had Karon Butler, Matt Barnes. No disrespect, but wasn't going to get it done. That 14-15 season I mentioned was the year that Blake Griffin really um, showed off his passing, playmaking, and dribbling skills. That was his third highest assist season. Um, And that's really where he got to shine. Um, He didn't really develop his... Shooting until he got to Detroit where he in 1819 where he was averaging 24 and a half, seven and a half, and almost five and a half assists splits of 46, 36, 75. Now that's way different when you're looking at his career. Shot better from the field. Shot better from three, shot better from the free throw line. I personally didn't think Blake was that good in Detroit. Overall, his knees started to give him trouble. Dealt with that huge knee brace where he had to play uh, against the Bucks in the first round. They were about to get swept. Detroit was getting dog walked that year against uh, Giannis and the Bucks. Blake comes out, and I don't know if they win that game, but he you know, show, you know, the leadership and everything like that. Um, Blake is 5-9 and nine all time in the playoffs. No disrespect to Blake, but, uh, I mean... Yeah, he's a Hall of Famer. He is. Just with the eye test, I just thought that he was a... Uh, The ultimate level of Blake Griffin is better than Amari Stoudemire. And I would say the ultimate level of Blake Griffin is better than the ultimate level of Kevin Love. That's a tough thing to say. Just because I like K-Love so much, especially when he was in Minnesota especially when he started to develop that three ball. And I even liked him in Cleveland. Uh, I thought that that year that K-Love made the all-star team in Cleveland was a very underrated year for him. That was the year where he had 30 in the first quarter. I believe he had 30 in the first quarter against the Blazers. But I I think Blake's better than him. Y'all let me know what y'all think about Blake. Because I can't really get a, a grasp on how his career went for me. I think he had a solid career, but it could have been a lot better. But that's the kiss with a lot of different players. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Trust Me and Ron by Rob Kersey. And we're going to keep this thing going. Peace. <laughs> I like that, Rob. Oh, my God, I love Rob. <laughs> I love him.